For almost a decade on my TV show, Interview with Ed, I've been interviewing extra-dimensional beings and consciousnesses from a number of different realms. Many of my questions have been answered, but with every answer comes more questions. Join me on my ongoing quest to find out who are we, why are we here, and where are we going? All right, here we are on a Saturday morning, a little bit different than our usual time, but right now, lately, we haven't had any kind of regular time, so thank you guys for rolling with the punches and for coming in. We have today, our special guest is Alexis from Ascension Diaries. Hello, everyone. Happy Saturday. I'm Alexis. I have a YouTube channel, Facebook, Instagram. It's called Ascension Diaries, and I basically post incessantly about the space weather shifts and all the other random psychic medium patterns and stuff I follow with the Earth Earth Ascension in general, and it, not in, in an intense way, but more in a comedic way, a therapeutic way. I have a background in psychology and therapy, so that's sort of the direction I'm taking it, educational in a way. So it's cool. I'm just taking data from everybody all the time about all the crazy stuff they experience. And I've got a great library. So ask me anything, anytime. I've made myself super available online for that purpose. So I'm having fun. Thanks for having me. Let's have a good chat today. Whatever you want to talk about, just hit me with it. All right. Well, I'll kind of guide <laughs> it a little bit and, uh, and we'll, we'll, um, we'll sort of go with the flow and, and then, uh, open it up for questions and Q and A and stuff. But, um, I first started watching your stuff. I, I, it's been, it's been a few years. Um, and then it turned out, uh, you know, we, our mutual friend Z, I remember we, I was interviewing her for the second time in, in New Mexico a couple of years ago, we were going to Sedona for sort of the next leg of our journey. And, and she was like, Oh, I want to go, you know, I've got friends there I can stay with. And, and your name came up and I was like, Oh yeah, I've been, I watch her stuff on YouTube. That's super cool. What a small <laughs> world. So, um, it was, it, that was just a nice little kudinky dink, um, over the years have gotten a really good education from the information and knowledge that you share. And I thought it was pertinent that we have this opportunity with the portal and that we can share some of the uh, solar and um, Schumann resonance type uh, information mm -hmm. and then and then bridge in because obviously you do much more than that, which I'm discovering uh, through uh, diving deeper too. So we can go deep dive, but kind of share. There you go. Nice background. There we go. You share what what I've been exposed to really was uh, Schumann resonance, and you follow and you update people regularly with uh, the the ups and downs and the shifts. And uh, yeah, let's some compare some notes there and share some some data okay. uh, around the Schumann resonance. First of all, maybe some of our audience may not even know what that is. So let's let's start with the basics. Okay, so basics, everybody, to catch you up, the Schumann resonances is about the Earth resonances and it's because of the fact we have a crust a solid crust and we have an ionosphere and our planet we're not the only planet who has this but when the solar wind hits our planet it creates this resonating experience kind of like a song bowl in our atmosphere and we've developed and grown our own mammalian brains our brains in this area so watching this frequency range of zero to 40 hertz which is behind me zero at the top 40 at the bottom, watching what's going on in this frequency range 
has helped me basically see how the brainwaves of our planet are being stoked and shifted. But this source behind me is from Russia. I'm assuming you can get different data from different points on the earth, especially if you're facing the sun, if it's daytime or nighttime. But we get a lot of correlating data from all over the world. People are resonating with the Russian charts. So it seems to work pretty good to kind of give a temperamental a temperamental prediction or just a related experience. And in my Telegram chat room, for example, I have a bot that will populate this whenever people want. So people are getting up in the middle of the night, going into my chat room and populating the bots, seeing all the data together and witnessing these shifts and these waves and these weird anomalies like we had last night. This is the one from last night. I did a whole live stream about it and I didn't realize what I was even streaming about until this morning. And I realized what this event really looked like. And it was very bizarre, a total anomaly in the data, which is more so what I end up studying the most because they're what wake people up, the anomalies. And not only just because they look interesting, but because of what is actually physically happening to our atmosphere. And these happenings actually stimulate our brainwaves into higher speeds and so on. So we're having these revelations and things that people have to sit and meditate to think about. Some days you're just having a beautiful revelation. And I've just been able to correlate that so much with solar activity and the earth, the earth frequencies that we're watching in response to all the cosmic activity. All of that correlates really well. And so I've just been able to keep a blog going really easily because people just come back and we're all doing it intuitively coming back to look at what I'm researching, what I'm sharing that day, because we feel it. There's become people have basically just trained themselves into feeling these atmospheric shifts more so. Like some people know barometric pressure shifts. They feel it in their knees and you're like, oh, there's a storm coming. But what caused that storm? It was probably a solar flare. And then that is cascaded down and has become, you're feeling the last bit of it as it's grounding into the surface of the planet and that lightning and so on is the last stage. stage. And then, then the ground starts to, starts to move and we start getting earthquakes and so on. So it takes a while for this energy to kind of push through our planet and we feel all of it. There's a lot of healers in our community, so they love this info because they're often dealing with people with chronic pain or uh, even paranoia, madness, like we're dealing with a lot of people who flare up during these times, also watching the moon. <laughs> they flare up during the moon, but everything flares up with the moon. Like the moon is a powerful part of this whole arrangement of electromagnetic fields that we live in, in our planet now. And this whole science can be like blue or duplicated into whatever planet you're living on, which is kind of cool. Also the mechanics of the star and everything. It all works pretty much the same, uh, in my opinion. So I think we should all know this on a deep level. And for some reason, right. I'm just like bringing it up. That's just one thing I'm here to teach. Just like someone is teaching you how to bake bread again. It's like I'm teaching us how to do this again. <laughs> it's just stuck in here. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I enjoy that, sharing. Yeah, that that is, uh, um, that is I, I agree. I think this is definitely, it's, it is interconnected with, you know, the channel material, with uh, just sort of the greater scheme of all of the different modalities, astrology, which right. we, you know you, totally. you can hear as well. So we'll get into that. Uh, okay. Before though, let's so explain kind of uh, you, you mentioned anomaly. So could you uh, you have a big example of one right back there? Yes. Could, could you uh, explain the anomaly? Explain 
you know, clearly we can see some sort of something in there, but how, how do you define this? How do you uh, understand it? And, and then, and then how does it show up physically for us on the planet? So this one's fun because I did a live stream right as this was happening. So I have more of a fresh knowledge. Sometimes when the anomalies are occurring, I'm also having physiological, you know, I'm not able to just focus enough to do a live stream, which does take a lot of brain power. It's very hard to do this work. <laughs> so anyone who knows and does this type of work, they know. So it's tricky. But this moment, like over here, that you're seeing things go all the way up from the bottom to the top here. This is when I literally just passed out sleeping. I passed out cold yesterday in a nap for a brief time, but it happened. And I opened my phone, checked my charts, and there it was. And then I noticed that things got really quiet after that time for hours and hours and then it started picking up and looking a little more normal over here but there's this big area here of just no data i don't understand it because usually there's these horizontal lines if you see a little bit maybe there but down here you see no horizontal line here no horizontal line here and these are actually these horizontal lines that should be here are the schumann resonances themselves the earth resonances so they should always be there they should always be a little bit there, but this one's like completely gone. And then all of a sudden we're fine. So I'm not really sure what, what is going on. And it's hard to interpret because I don't go, I don't, I'm not in Tomsk, Russia. I'm not at this university. I don't, I'm trying. That's, is that where they're recording the data from? Because I, aren't there different places all over the planet that have uh, these meters and I don't know. It's like, it could be one or the other. I haven't figured it out yet. They don't make it clear. They, on the site, they say 206 sites that they measure at, but then they don't tell you what or who or why. So not okay. enough. But yes, potentially this is more than one piece of data overlapping, which I don't know. I think that would almost be too complicated. So maybe they do only have one station <laughs> to not layer too much on here for us, but just to to me in a in a more joking fashion it's mm -hmm. almost as if russia disappeared you know like this place just disappeared for a little bit and there's remnants of a little bit of remnants of it being here and then it came back so some people get excited when they see this and they're like oh we're going through a timeline shift or oh we're doing a dimensional shift or they get totally esoteric which with this basic piece of data right here this what all all this is impossible to be like oh yeah dimensional shit it's, right right and you, you so you said the frequency but it comes up zero at the top and and how far down does it go it goes to 40 hertz at the bottom here so okay. it's and just typically is it in that 7.7 .7 or 8.3 or whatever the schumann resonance is that's this guy right here okay i see and that's typically where we see the, the data is 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 in that level and then we see the spikes up and down and so if it spikes up, what do you typically see in, in, are you seeing in people, like people's reactions and people, uh, uh, emotions and that kind of thing? I guess what I'm asking is up and down, like what are the differences in the emotional digestion of this kind of data that comes? Well, you know about heart math. I, I was sure. just going to bring up heart math. Okay. Yeah. So heart math during this time. In my Telegram chat room on that bot I told you about, it pulls up a different bunch of different sources at once. So we can kind of cross-reference. But the bot showed me that this was happening. But then the heart math data was showing that the coherence of the Earth was going like way up at the same time. So in a let's way... Ex let's explain heart math to our audience just right quick because sure. they're all up to speed on that. So heart math has 
these random number generators, I think all over the world, they have stations all over the world. And these random number generators get tracked. And when these random numbers from all over the world in different locations start to show a patterning of more coherency or more likeness, like they're all in the 20s, like this random numbers are all of a sudden they're spitting out 20s, 20s. And all so that the mathematical equivalent of trying to explain the coherence of the collective consciousness of Earth. And so when this coherence goes up, there's a, it's a color scale. Basically, they've made it simplified. They call it the, oh, what do they call it? Something, the dot. It's in my link tree, if you guys want to find it. Okay. It's not the GCMS magnetometer. That's not it, is it? That is, yeah, that's the same website, but that's not the the one tool I'm talking about. Okay. It's like the global consciousness dot, they call it, I think. And so this global consciousness dot was going super coherent. It was going like a blue color instead of red, which is the opposite side of the spectrum, which is kind of nice. So we got a little bit of blue on both of these charts just by coincidence, coherence perhaps. Mm -hmm. But this coherence last night was happening, which was good because I was also on a live stream channeling. You were on a live stream as Mm -hmm. well. And I didn't even catch it because we were live streaming at the same time. (laughs) But... Um, my other friends were on a live stream and I was, you know, we were we were feeling in a heightened state. And so that's usually what I notice during these times. I also notice rarely do we get darkness where there's nothing. This could all just be false data as well. Just playfully, this could all just be crap data. And when this started happening over here, they just kind of shut things off and, and until it started looking normal again over here. But it never looks normal. It always looks like there's mechanical inputs, which could be happening. You could be mind controlling people just on a regular random basis, just to fry people just a few minutes or make them all fall asleep like I did during this. Just, oh, you just fall asleep. It's fine. And everyone's awake. I'm pretty sure that is actually what (laughs) is being done to people. We are just kind of, I don't know, becoming coherent about it. They're doing it less. There's more people paying attention. I'm not sure. But these spikes can be, like I said, make you go to sleep. It can totally mind control you into a whole different state of coherency and we're just so tiny these little antennas on this giant planet and these giant bodies that are sending energy to us and reconfiguring us just so we can survive we just keep going these little ants in a way so easily driven sometimes if you're not paying attention or have a drive of your own and (laughs) this coherency going up is allows me to go do groceries and laundry and I go out of my house often there's like whiteness here this will like continue for hours sorry in this direction all whiteness zero to 40 hertz just totally amplifying this is all about amplitude so these frequencies are just being amplified and I'm I'm feeling amplified I feel like I can function participate Um, it could be that the natural energies of earth are then finally drowning out the consistent towers and the consistent electromagnetic fog that we're in in these cities and so on this earth and during these times just gets louder than that stuff and we feel more normal and we can go about our lives but otherwise i feel like i'm constantly battling this electromagnetic fog and that's why i did this study also Mm -hmm. i live i still live within the city i live within sedona it's reaches i live next to their private airport in a way there's towers everywhere and i feel it i hear it You know, there's a whole thing going on here. So there's so much data outside of me and inside of what I'm studying online that 
it's just become almost fantastical. It has become more fantastical, less scientific, but the science keeps up. The science is still there. There's still some sort of science for me to be like, (laughs) in this video I was doing, I was talking about an ascension wave. Where, which is a more spiritual experience, but it's how I've been able to explain some of these energy bursts. I don't call them all ascension waves, but some of them really feel like that's that spiritual energy we're waiting for. And then mixed amongst that is a lot of the human experience and technology and the war on consciousness and so on that people talk about. I really watch it happen in real time, I feel like. But it's, give, it's given me a fun position to watch in a way. What What is an ascension wave, if you can explain that for, for our audience? I believe it would be, as we are also facing Sagittarius now, which is the mm-hmm. galactic central sun, I believe when we became, went into Sagittarian season, we were kind of bathed more directly in that Sagittarian galactic central sun energy. Mm-hmm. And that had the, the a benevolent, lovely effect on us. It created uh, opportunity for healing and growth. It was almost like it's almost like we are flowers and there was more sunshine for us to grow in that in those times. And that's explaining that is hard. There is technicalities of all the types of particles and wavelengths of light that increase during the radiation that we get from all these different celestial bodies. So if you can consider that, some of this radiation just causes euphoria in us. It causes upliftment. It causes a more feeling of oneness with the conscious energy because really all light, in my opinion, is conscious energy. So the more there is, the more whole and a more a part of it, I feel like you would feel. And that's mm-hmm. heart chakra opening is really the biggest thing. And I had green, I had uh, Kuan Yin on behind me before right. talking about sort of like the heart chakra energy as well, where, where this like ever unfolding lotus, where is she over here? Having this unfolding, this lotus in your chest, this heart chakra opening where you feel more open, you feel more yourself, you feel more in connection with other people. You want to call people that you love and care about, that you want to progress life with. I, during some of these waves, I've been on three-hour phone calls with people I would never consider calling because it just felt right. And we were vibing and, and we transmitted all these ideas and mm-hmm. the energies go back down and we relax. The sun exposure... Our daylight goes away and everybody, all our brainwaves can relax a little bit. And then the other side of the earth starts texting us because they're waking up and they're getting all of their solar downloads from the galactic central sun as well. And so the astrology is fun part of it and how to explain these waves of euphoria, these waves of shift that I feel are natural. And I'm still trying to bridge that because that's when it goes into the divine feminine more where you're just... Something in me was saying ascension wave, ascension wave. And I was like, okay, you got to roll with this. And then the Q drop mentioned ascension on the the same time. So I I was like, okay. Yeah, I saw that. That was an interesting addition. uh, And that was was pretty recent. Was that the 18th? The 18th. Last Friday. So, so I, you know, we don't have to go too deep into the, of course not. Yeah. To the Q stuff. But, um, it's there are some uh, undeniable coincidences to throw it all into a um oh your your bottle looks very uh, translucent there on the thing um so uh, not recommending anybody needs to dive down that rabbit hole but th- it is interesting if anybody's been following it from the beginning there are definitely some yes yeah, true some um undeniable 
nuggets of of information in there that uh, uh, that prove that it's not just a couple of guys in the basement um, doing it, which I'm sure part of it is that. Uh, but but anyways, yeah, nice little uh, confirmation in a sense. And also, uh, so this, I just wanted to clarify. So it seems like this is, these Ascension waves are more from a galactic place than from the, the sun. Is that what you're? I would say, yes, I think that's, I couldn't even get the words, but what you're saying makes sense to me the most. It really is just this more of a doorway in a way. And how does that correlate? So like Wendy Kennedy and the Palladians talk about this, uh, this photon, uh, belt energy that we're in that Mm -hmm. earth and our, our whole solar system is traveling through this photon belt. Have you looked into that, uh, much and, and, and is that, uh, could you give us a little you know, info on, on that and how your data supports or correlates and that stuff. That was definitely a major part of why I started recording this data was to see if that photon belt was a real thing and Mm -hmm. if it could be tracked. And if our sun is currently driving through more photons, it's also going to get disturbed more. And like some of the science was saying, our atmospheres are going to heat up or They'll become more, they'll be bombarded with more particles on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And so I was, I've been watching the baseline of the x-ray radiation as a way to help. And unfortunately, I wasn't a space weather expert before I did this study. So I had to learn on the way and couldn't look at data much before I've learned about this as well as a comparison. But x-ray radiation that we're getting off our sun it's in a class where it would be normally, I would say, I think it's in a higher class. Like there's a higher class of X-ray radiation coming at us on a regular basis. If we took the averages over a year, mm-hmm. that might be the one insidious thing that I am seeing is increasing. So I assume that's probably the case with the whole spectrum of radiation, but mm-hmm. they're just measuring X-rays when it comes to the solar flares and so on. But between solar flares, the X-ray radiation doesn't really drop down to nothing. It's constantly mm. hanging out at a certain flare level, but it's just always just popping us and hitting us with this this X-ray radiation. And that's fine. And I do also see footage where it looks like the sun is being is actually driving through density and it looks like it's almost splashing um, the corona back from... Mm this this intensity and maybe the galactic wind are these arms of plasma and so that's been cool to watch and it does have a cascading effect where it just adds more energy to our system and so i do believe i'm seeing some evidence that that's real and i'm doing it my own way stubbornly alongside the (laughs) et contact and so on we're all getting with the little tidbits being like hey (laughs) maybe watch this photon belt it definitely stuck in there. And that's why I did this really was, that's probably one of the main inspos. We will tell us now about, um, so the so let's get into the solar activity. So we have the Schumann resonance to sort right. of guide us with the, the heartbeat of the earth. If you know, some people call it that. Um, and then we have, uh, the sun, uh, in the solar activity, uh, which seems like you said, correlates with, uh, weather patterns and with, um, uh, earthquakes and, and earth changes. So, um, what's your observation of the sun since you started doing this and how has it 
uh, I, I, we're in solar cycle 25. Is that what you said? I think you said yesterday. Yeah. And then some people are saying solar cycle 26 now is going to be the big, the big whammy, uh, as opposed to 25. A lot of people thought we were 25 was going to be the big one. Interesting. Um, uh, where, where's your thoughts on solar cycles, how it affects weather, uh, space weather, how it affects our weather. And then also, uh, the grander, I think like 400 years ago was the last big solar, was it maximum or minimum? Flare. Yeah, flare that sort of took out a lot of, if we had the electrical grid we had now, it would have completely uh, just probably destroyed our infrastructure. And there's talks in Congress about, oh, we need to protect our electrical grid system. And they just talk about it and don't do anything about it, actually. But uh, <laughs> but anyways, I'll, the floor is yours. But... They don't talk about solution-based uh... Yeah, they just talk about, you darn know, it. The, that it the, it's a potential and we all should be scared. So, yeah. Yeah. In, anyway. Unfortunately, I'm not scared anymore because mm-hmm. I do believe they do have that technology. And, ooh, we have solar cycle knowledge first to give everybody. So that's every 11 years that the solar does a cycle. Our sun does a cycle. They tried to tell us when this 25 started and the science community was bouncing around like the end of 2020 ish kind of 2020 kind of where's when they were trying to nudge it being like okay we're in solar cycle number 25 and so we got 11 years into that so we are currently on year two going on to year three into the solar cycle and i understand that they get the most spicy in the middle so around year five six four five six and then it chills out again. And then we start up, like you said, twenty solar cycle 26 will happen in, what is that? It'll happen in, yeah, it'll happen in 2031, 2033-ish, who knows? And they'll argue about it the whole time. It seems like there's just consistent arguing a lot in the scientific community, which I think turns a lot of people off. So, but this seems like that they've considered that this is a cycle 11 years, we're about to go into 25 more in the more intensity. That's why I'm educating people, I think. And I genuinely feel we need to educate ourselves about the corona of the sun. Specifically, maybe there was some sort of foreshadowing that happened about corona of things Mm -hmm. the last couple of years when the solar cycle began. So I have a lot of theories about that, but just watching the corona of the sun, watching the coronal holes, watching the sunspots and then the flares has been very calming and they are supposed to increase in intensity as the cycle moves for the next couple of years and then it should relax. So we really just have to become super conscious about it now. The radiation levels on our planet are just going to be going up, which could, which could be our warning about disease that could form like cancer that is a mutational problem so you're 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 being we're being extra radiated and your cells are starting to mutate poorly and then they're doing it faster and i think perhaps the last solar cycle peak was also when we were seeing a lot of high levels of cancer issues on earth Hmm. and it was in the unawakened population it was people who were hurting themselves poisoning themselves aspartame was a huge Hmm. problem you know, people who weren't taking care of their colons, everyone's cleansing now, everyone's cleansing from parasites, they're cleansing their colons, they're cleansing their body of heavy metals, fluoride, like we were talking about. 
-hmm. They're taking all this stuff out because we have to, to survive this, these, these mutations and these shifts with our sun. And for us even to age and go into the next solar cycle, we're going to have to stay on top of that so we can continue to healthily mutate, in my opinion. But I, I'm surprised you're saying that the next one's going to be more intense because this is the one I was like, this is the one. Right. And the next one I'm wondering, like, I was wondering, what is it going to be like? What's it going to feel like? Are we going to get a break? Part of me feels like we are going to be getting a break. Yeah. So now I have to take your data into consideration. Well, so. it's not my data. It's it's okay. a, a suspicious observer. He's something he I've been following him to for. Ah, uh, yes. And he just put out a thing a couple of days ago about interesting about that. Um, uh, so, solar cycle twenty six. And it kind of correlates with Agenda 2030 and uh, ah, everything that we're seeing with deep state cabal type of point. movements. And in all of this, so there does seem to be a correlation with agendas <laughs> rolling out. Uh, in How organized. Conjunction with um, these cycles and different Natural. things. And, and, and you probably, I'm sure you've, Dove in deep into the uh, the whole uh, global warming um, talk and and how it is actually correlated with solar cycles and we get carbon credits and these other things ramping up uh, coincidentally <laughs> just at the same time uh, as as our solar cycles get intense and our Earth changes start going uh, a little more crazy. So, right. Uh, I I don't know if you want to share anything on that note well, you're just making me think of like 400 things at once so it's just like so true and it does all wrap up and i'm just glad that we know now like yeah yeah yeah. i mean it's definitely more known the the, the people following this data researchers like yourself are definitely able to connect more dots now and i'm glad people are not taking the establishment as gospel truth they're not taking what they're saying as the gospel truth which is comforting and the more we uh, disregard whatever that's that the media is pushing out the more yeah. the clearer we can see through the trees and the and the more accurate right. data like you're collecting and other people are collecting it seems to add up it is i'm really grateful that the study brought coherence like some people were saying that what i was studying was basically stupid and mm. there was no way to tr track these very subtly amplified frequencies and having any effect on the human mind versus the sea of frequencies we're in. But right. I've had excellent success. I've had no issues. And even compared to the other gentleman that you mentioned that does videos, <laughs> him and I have had our moments of not seeing eye to eye also, especially about the watching the, the human resonance frequency charts and stuff and having mm -hmm. any relatability he gets he got pretty upset at me one time about that so i was like okay he's a super smart guy but um there's it happens you're allowed there's, there's yeah there's different camps there's Go ahead. there's the doomsday camps that <laughs> and he's definitely part of that that i think so that um tend to um look at the data and the graham hancocks and the, the randy right. Orsons that are looking at the data and Assuming that we're going to go through the same intense cataclysmic uh, type stuff that's happened in the past cataclysms. Um, curious about your theory on that. 
And here on this show, and and my beliefs is that there's a fork in the road and it doesn't have to be so devastating and can be rough, but it's also an opportunity for the ascension, right? So to to ascend, not spiritually bypass away from these earth changes, but to ascend to a place that that definitely makes them a little more tolerable or or more easier to navigate and yes and that's where i feel like just finding these correlations paying attention doing the inner work doing the community work then perhaps we can get to a place where it's not going to be another 26,000 years of darkness and crawling out of the tunnels and all that That'd stuff. be awful yeah I- yeah don't want to <laughs> I don't want to go spend the rest of my life in in a tunnel somewhere. Grateful that we're maybe just like going to get to not do it that that way this time. And maybe we're processing the pain of that happening because I feel like the way I've noticed the universe works, it likes to just hit you with stuff and stuff you don't notice or you can't even comprehend and then you work through it. So to have us all sitting here waiting and prepared, it makes me feel like that's not what's going to happen. And since we're ready or else it would have hit us when we were asleep i feel like and we would have just moved through that tragedy but we're so awake and aware and i think we're learning our own power in this lifetime and how we can actually consciously steer the collective conscious mind and so when i see people like that giving their power away to the data that they're collecting from the past that isn't fully isn't fully fledged out it's not fully fleshed out in my opinion it, 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 you know, they do what they can. We all do. And I just feel like we're getting a golden ticket of our consciousness being like, do you want anything horrible to happen? Here's a whole list of horrible things that could happen. Uh, we have some evidence that all these things have already happened on this planet. What do you want to do with this? And in my opinion, I think we're just being given the opportunity to make a new choice and have get the help that we want have fantastical intervention of spiritual leagues that we have not experienced before and i hear channelings about that i hear that and though that's also what's inspired me so long is that angelic heavenly inkling and this chime or this bell that's ringing inside of me this happy feeling of this is what place this is our time this is the opportunity we are rising above the ignorance we're rising above the fear and the naysayers and we're taking our power back and manifesting miracles and you know there's channelings of crystals sprouting out of the ground and because I'm sorry, channel, channelings of what crystals being mm-hmm. able to just shoot out of the ground crystal castles mm-hmm. being uh, apparently you know there's one on top of shasta there's a, a castle up there that people see sometimes and mm-hmm. in between dimensions and there's there's these frequencies of light and bandwidth that we aren't even accessing right now but are becoming more apparent and they're just going to add more to the argument i feel like of our benevolence of our of our capacity to drive this planet drive this experience this shared dream that we might be having and i don't resonate with people who are afraid of this dream and of this planet and of what's going on anymore i feel more resonant with people who get excited and feel actionable and know where they are putting their energy, what they are going to do, even if it's all going to get wiped tomorrow. What is it that you wanted to do with your time? And are you doing that? And Mm -hmm. I am. 
And I'm grateful that I am. And I do what I do now also just to push people to go ahead and make sure you do what you want to be doing because this is all, you know, we're all experiencing this miracle together and the miracles keep coming. So you can't predict either of these miracles. That's why it's a spiritual test to live here on earth, I think, because these miracles, (laughs) they stump you. Like there's something new here that you don't know yet. We've co-manifested something to populate and i'm just thinking that's just going to keep happening more we're going to be becoming more aware of our ability to do that i hope and that's sort of like the 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 split that was also prophesized the 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 mental or the conceptual splitting of humanity from one ideal of one idea or thought form and another and they will look at an item or an object and feel totally different two different ways about the object you look at an apple and one person thinks, ooh, there might be a tree nearby. Great. The other person might go, oh, my God, I better collect all these in case we're going to die of a disaster. <laughs> like, It's like right, right. there's two different mindsets. And I meet all of them walking around Sedona, you know, and everyone finds, I think, a happier medium when they start grounding into the earth and they start having a connection with the actual spirit of our planet because she's there and the sun. There's a spirit of our sun. It's there. It's intense. And all the little buzzing things that happen in between those those two is just what they're allowing, I feel like, because either of them could just completely demolish us if they wanted to, I think, mm-hmm. uh, as an option. So but there's a lot of grace in our little experiment here. Mm-hmm. People are so hard on themselves, too, and judgmental. But well, one thing I found that's really given me peace of mind is. Okay. Uh, yeah, I've been the prepper, the, you know, uh, great cataclysms are coming. This is back in one of the reasons I moved to Big Bear in 2010 was, uh, or I got my place here in 2010 was still working in in LA in the entertainment industry. But I was like the big earthquakes coming any day now. I got to get, I got to get ready. And, And I went in with some friends and got the place up here as not a vacation home, but an escape from LA home. And, yes. and I prepped and I got my food storages and, uh, and now then then eventually in 2016, I moved up and then, I, and then it's just waiting any day. Now the, the big ones come in and it's going to, it could still be though. <laughs> it could still be, of course, For but, real. <laughs> I, but what I've realized from transforming my home from this escape from LA bunker to a sustainable generating food for myself and my family. And I've given most of my food storages away to homeless people. Uh, and uh, I still have a little bit in emergencies, but I'm, I'm going to do some garage cleaning in a, in a few weeks here uh, and give more away. But um, the peace of mind from setting myself up in this, in this form and fashion, as opposed to waiting for the big disaster to come, like it's such a higher frequency and, and, and it feels way more uh, just clean in the sense that um, I'm not prepping for the end of the world, but I'm just doing my part to sustain myself and my family from day to day. Right. And uh, it's, it's, it's a little bit similar in the frequency, but I feel once you're in it, it's very different. Like I just feel this, this, um, the darkness li- lifts from, you know, the doomsday preppers. There's a darkness about them, you know, that, uh, and it's not that they're dark people, but there's, they invite this sort of 
heavy, sad, oh, we're going to die and we got to get ready or whatever it is, you know. And I was one of those, totally. Yep. I've been there. I've I've been in that feeling, but I was also too broke to buy any supplies. So I was like, well, I got, I'm just raw. I'm going in raw. Like we're just going out there <laughs> for the best. And uh, I learned one principle that may help, but it was mostly just if you give love, you'll receive love. So absolutely investment you can make into the world is just loving and caring response to what it's asking you in the moment and just hope that it'll lovingly and caring respond to you if you ever need it that's sort of what i've had to go off of but i'm glad that you also had the experience where you were able to almost cultivate that in the physical world that feeling and that you were safe and you found a good spot and you were safe and you had your storage and you had that sense of security yeah and that it helped liberate you from that fear in a way as well. And you felt, you know, you feel lighter, like all of that. Even mummies, you know, they're buried with all of their stuff sometimes. And there's weird rituals. I'm now learning that it might not be a great ritual. It might be something really terrible, but I don't know. So I'm not going to go there. But as a psychic medium, I get all these hits where it's like, wait, this is dark. Like, this is really weird. And maybe it's good we're digging up all of these little time bombs and like getting them out of the grids and stuff like there's weird little nuggets of pain and suffering and torture like shoved into the ground places and like the you know the doomsday preppers is a very similar kind of pain suffering and anguish getting shoved in the ground just to like just to persist longer in your pain suffering and it's like very bizarre you know <laughs> you're so miserable and you're gonna try and live through this like in your misery so that one that one was funny for me but i i didn't get to experience that but i did in a way miniature when they were telling all of us to prep mm-hmm. during the lockdowns or whatever and that right. feeling it had people who had not reached out to me the whole time i was homeless to help me in my own family Oh, wait. You knew my conditions. You you were homeless for a minute? Yeah, we were homeless for like a year. <laughs> and wow. it was just just day by day doing what you can. We had a lovely little camper van to live in, but there's nothing. you got to get all your supplies to get the thing to do anything. You know, we're just stuffed away. Uh-huh. And when those when the news was like, hey, you know, reach out to the, your less fortunate family and make sure they have enough food and water for this disaster of we're about to go through then i got those phone calls and it was like wow i was actually receiving abundance more than i had in a couple years doing charity work basically all of my work was free for the most part what i was doing and then all of a sudden these people who had in a way abandoned me while i was doing service to others instead of doing the service to self path of working for corporate, whatever, mm-hmm. just taking it, bending over and taking it a little bit. It, I was like, no, I'm going to go out there and do the right thing because we could all die tomorrow. So I'm going to be doing the right thing instead of the guilty thing. So I had to live with myself and right. do that. And that's when all that energy came back to me was in those moments. And these people had finally, it cracked open their heart a little bit like, oh my God, I should check on relative B who broke away, but maybe needs help right now. Mm-hmm. And something in them finally was awakened. And that little bit was something I feel like I did all that effort for was to like reconnect that piece of this, the heart of people, the heart of your family, the understanding that your true wealth is your generational health. 
and instead of investing in all these other random things that you can't take with you when you die, but you certainly are going to be with your ancestors and having to be and watching over the other ancestors when you die. You can't just like take a ticket out of your family line and your karmic family experience. Like, But the people think they can here. And so there was that brief moment of the veil thinning and it's been pretty much way thinner since people are much more aware of their health, their, their impact, how much food they have prepped, like you were saying. Yeah, yeah, people definitely. break through fear as well, which is yeah, cool. we're it's taken some time, and and a lot of people are sort of, uh, you know, um, waking up to the idea that there's something, there's some big shifts happening, you know, yeah. not just taking the the news media story every day, and oh my god, now this is happening. Okay, now that's happening, and sort of being um, a puppet, uh, a puppet by the 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 news uh, that's trickling in, and and people are starting to critically think and and make their own uh assertions of the data and what's happening and turning the t- television off and tuning it into these types of conversations more and more so <clears throat> that's super awesome to watch uh <laughs> i remember when lockdowns were happening and stores were were closed i go to my neighbors and i'm like hey guys i'm a prepper i've got food if anybody needs anything and, the, and oh. every, everybody else is like Oh, we're right there with you, brother. We got all the food we need for the next two years. So it's like everybody in my community, we find out that we all have food storages for for years and nobody was in need and everybody was healthy and happy. But let's start opening up to questions. Uh, we, we've oh, covered okay. sort of a gamut of things. Sort of last question for me. Um, okay. And then again, what is the Ascension Diaries? Yes, this is just my personal diaries of this study the space weather psychology study and the diary of watching my own DNA and growth as a person, because I did start this before even my Saturn return. I was decently young and I mentally knew that I still had years of development left as a person Mm -hmm. because I had done all the studying and the reading to be a therapist to someone like that. But you can't be some therapist really until you've gone through it either. So I was trying to figure out how I could be helpful but be a young person. And so who didn't quite know everything or had advice for everything yet. So I just was making everything I was experiencing and channeling and awakening to public and making it a diary from my perspective. So I, it's not stepping on anyone's toes either. I put a lot of thought into the energy, how it was going to be out there. And a lot of us do put a huge amount of time and energy into what it is you're going to package your your aura into and like deliver it online through Mm -hmm. but that's what worked best for me is this diary and it kind of just it leaves everyone else just to observe and relate or not or and grow with me if you feel like it and now i'm doing guardian training to kind of solidify that more doing zoom calls like this but with a theme about activating a specific theme doing the spiritual maintenance Because a lot of us, I know I was guilty of it for years, but didn't do the spiritual maintenance for myself to grow. I was just using my work as that vehicle. But instead of now using this training Zoom call once a month to focus my energy on my personal growth and then have it bleed over into all of my my diary and my sessions afterwards. So compartmentalizing myself a bit more as I age. You mentioned guardian trainings. What is that? Is that something you do once a month, you just said? So yeah. explain that. 
Yes, I do. I do do a Zoom call every month now Mm -hmm. on the 18th. I call it Guardian Training. I have a theme. The first two themes were power and dreams. The first one I did about Egyptian power poses. I did an energy clearing of our chakras. We did some written work, manifestation, written work. And in the second class, I did very similar with the theme of dreams. Mm -hmm. I posted that one for free on YouTube so people can have an idea. Yes, I saw that. Um, And yeah, it correlates with what we have. We're doing dream council next next Sunday. So hopefully. Oh, wow. Join us with that with uh, Emma Kid. I don't know if you that would be good. Know who she is in her work, but uh, but yeah, a lot of the stuff you were bringing into um, on the dream uh, call was very similar. Many I saw crosses of modalities and different things, and sweet. So uh, super excited that you're diving into the dream world. It seems like there these uh, dots are all connected, right? Dreams and solar anomalies and these kinds of things. So a lot of people in the community have talked about, and even some channelers have talked about the solar flash, right? We're going to get this big solar flash that is this big aha moment. Everybody's going to be awoken and we'll go into bliss. And then the people who aren't awoken are going to go insane and they're in they're going to have to be institutionalized. And the rest of us are going to go into some heavenly realm and yeah. Your, what's your take on the solar flash? Oh, it's it's totally real. It's oh, it is real. It happened yesterday. Oh, congratulations! Yeah, we... And we know I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're in the heaven realm. Surprise, everybody! <laughs> Woo, we did it. It was yeah. like. Whoa. Yeah. It was a little, maybe we're a little cranky, but we made it through. Not <laughs> drink your water and your oh, coffee. Oh, my water too. <laughs> we never ascended. Yeah, we did it, guys. So it's we ascended diaries, maybe, but it it is funny, and I am learning about the quantum effect of time, space, and whatever too. So it's like it is happening all the time. Stars mm-hmm. are flashing. Stars are exploding out there. And our own star was considered in sort of danger zone, it seemed like, to have a full, a big old ejection mm-hmm. that could just totally fry all our infrastructure and whatnot. And that's also why I started, again, started the diary because I heard about the solar flash and was like, great, I need to watch this because I I cannot think of anything else. Everything else seems completely irrelevant to me <laughs> other okay. than this. So let's Let's watch. So every solar flare, which is not the entire corona of the sun flashing out off, but just a little piece of it. Solar flares cause these shifts and people have awakenings on Earth and they're just tiny compared to what the sun could really do. Mm-hmm. And we would perish, in my opinion, in our flesh suits if it did what the science was saying it could do. Mm-hmm. And Again, if you have a spiritual core, you don't really care if you perish, if your flesh suit perishes in a solar flash because your spirit can't perish. It's just going to ride that wind and, you know, go to the next planet or something. I don't know. But this this fear that is stirred up about the solar flash has caused a lot of people to read it more and connect it with Ascension. And they believe that that might be the event that is going to be the judgment day of us. And these holy fires from the sky are going to be our judgment. It could be. It could happen. I don't know. But I'm currently on the trajectory with some data that recently came in about this from the person who originally told me about the solar flare, which was David Wilcock. Uh, He's a huge popular guy. He mm. loves to talk yep. about this. 
Recently, he talked about the solar flash actually did happen, and it was in the Proxima Centauri or Alpha Centauri system, which is nearby. And it happened around 2012. So that's why we had all these prophecies here that there would be great shift because we were in proximity to a solar flash during that time. And it was going to have an equally astounding effect on us, but not as devastational potentially. Mm -hmm. So I've considered that as the data like, okay, well, maybe even when one star nearby hiccups, they say there's an invisible cord, an invisible network between the stars. So our star would have also probably that day done a little and flashed in hiccups too and these hiccups and these flashes that are happening through our star i think are reverberating stuff that's happening in all the other parts of the galaxy especially and these flashes are happening all the time so i think it's more of a test basically about permanence and unpermanence of our ability to be in this galactic community how the stars do operate and yeah, it really is a fear test. Like, what are you made of? Are, are you ready? You know, mm-hmm. if, if Judgment Day does happen, are you going to be judged well? Are you going to be merciless, mercifully uh, treated from your soul's background? And if that's not the case, then that's an inspo to get started on being a volunteer for the light and taking do you, it. Do you think we're uh, we're actually experiencing these solar flashes and in the, in the, like you said, in a weaker sense and things, and we're getting the downloads and we're making these shifts and people are going crazy. Yeah, um, they are. Do you think that some people may just read the energy and see it all as, you know, this, this thing that's probably going to take, you know, 11 years or whatever, a solar cycle for it to take its effect. And some people are just reading the energy is like, boom, you know, a blip on the radar, you know, 11 years in earth time is, just a, a little a flash really yes um exactly <laughs> so could it be just misreading the the data and- i assume that was our cute little caveat here is mm. that we incarnated down to where it is going this slow <laughs> <laughs> and getting to watch the 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 what's the word i want to say like the minutia of it like the mm. very the supreme details of this moment, which in another perspective, like you said, that 11 years, you're just watching it happen from a distance, like, oh, there it goes. And here it is. And I've seen that perspective also, but I don't see it for our earth. I really did really go and run with that narrative that there was efforts coming in and flooding into our solar system to help us readjust and fix the energy of our solar system. And I've seen visions about it being related to our moon, which could be a, a dwarf star. And it, our moon could be gravitationally screwing up our whole solar system. And I've seen things about uh, our outer rim and there's bigger, there's more to our solar system than they tell us. And there's more to our own globe and there's more land masses and stuff on our own globe that don't get talked about. And there's pieces and stuff on our own world that we don't see, but they are engaging with us and becoming more known. And I really feel the solar flashes is designed to wake people up. It is a sign that Christ or like the light of God is like hitting you because you're finally sober enough when you hear, oh, we could, the solar flash, have you heard of the solar flash? And I swear it's something in people, it causes a solar flash. They experience the solar flash and it's a new perspective and it changes you. And Basically, I think the Ascension Diaries just draws in all these people who've 
ever considered a solar flash in their mind and they've been changed. Like they live life differently now. <laughs> and I certainly do. So I'm grateful for it. I think if, even if it's just a conceptual experiment, it worked. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, but a lot of people buy into the fear of that as well. And, and so there's fear. And the other part that I don't really align with the solar flash, this one event type of Free. message, messaging. A lot of people get stuck in savior complex mode mm. where, oh, the flash will come and it'll save everybody. And those who need to ascend will ascend. And, and I can just keep uh, doing my same old thing without actually taking any physical action to, uh, to make the change in their life. They're just in the waiting game. And we see this in our politics. Uh, we see this, <laughs> we, we see this with, uh, you know, oh, the white hats are going to come and save us and take out the deep state and that kind of thing too. And to me, any of those narratives go against my intuition that says, no, we have to do the work. These are just spiritual bypassing excuse permission slip ideas that get us stuck in this, this idea of I, I, everything's going to be fine, which it is. I have no doubt it will be, but, yeah. and I don't have to move, move or change any of my habits or my ways. And I can just keep doing what I'm going to do and uh, everything's going to be fine. And it's like, well, no, I think all this discomfort in society and in our individual um, experiences is a catalyst to move us into a direction where we actually take action that causes a direct effect, cause and effect in our day-to-day -day lives. So that, that's kind of my beef with the uh, solar totally. flash uh, concept and idea. It has been a beef, the, the giving the power away beef. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. And the lying and the attention seeking in the, in the process also. I've watched a ton of that happen. I started it on Instagram and I started using hashtag human resonance and spirituality even, and they weren't even there in Instagram yet when I was using them. And I was like, whoa, I'm using this for the first time. So weird. And then it just exploded and all, all of these all caps channeled messages about the Schumann and everything like, get ready. You're all about to leave the dimension and all the ships are coming. And, right. and it's amazing because it's, I can BS and like be a jackass about it a little bit, but also there were, they were right in a lot of ways and people okay. are channeling truth. And I think maybe the cute little poetic answer to this is we are the solar flash mm -hmm. and it's coming through us. And we are, like you said, like being, Oh, we got to like do an action and like yeah. go over here and like take the crystal skull over here and go do a dance over here. And right. you know, <laughs> and I'm in that I'm, I'm doing it. Like I, it's coming through me and here in Sedona, I get to play and have fun and do that. And, exchange energy with people and go on the land and meet people like you and have amazing ceremony because it just kind of happens here more. Mm -hmm. But this splash is like coming through me. It's coming through us. And I feel like instead of stepping out of the way and listening, it's more so you are the message that you are the action being inspired through this. And these messages are starting to wake people up to their own power and their own joy and also not listening to people who are yelling in all caps because if they're trying to convince you so much with a bunch of exclamation marks, maybe, maybe they're trying to convince you a little bit too much, but then it wakes people up still and people have a revelation and they connect and they're not wrong either because 
they're sharing data, like the data's there, but they're not right. talking about it properly, but they're using it. They're like divine feminine sides taking over and they're channeling all this stuff about right. the galactics and all that, which is true. And it does yeah. come through for me, the galactic influence. And even just in one of my sessions the other day, the Ashtar command was coming up and then it, my earthquake app was blowing up. And I was just like, what the heck? Like the, mm. Clearly, there's an operation happening right now and mm. something's cracking out of the earth and we're <laughs> whatever. Parasite cleansing the planets with these light codes and these flashes of light also cleanse us and cleanse us of the lower vibrational stuff and entities that live in it. And people are doing parasite cleanses just to clean, like I said, their own colons. And oh my right. God, revelation. They are seeing things come out of their body. They're like, what happened? I'm like, a portal could have literally opened and these things could have been in your body. Like there's so many potentials I've learned. And even through military whistleblowers telling me all these crazy things they used to see back in the 80s and st <laughs> like stuff that's really old now compared to what could be happening so it's almost we're playing catch up with all of this crazy stuff that's already happened and the solar flashing and this angelic light and these galactic higher vibrational teams coming through us and coming through the civilian population i'm hearing is not a controlled experience they cannot control the solar flash that's inspiring us, these flashes of light from the sun and these galactic portals, like the Palladian portal was just this last weekend. The Palladian mm. cluster was talking to me like crazy. I was talking to people who think they're full-blown Palladian, like, and that just happens all the time for me. And you're like, it just is relevant. All of these stars and all of these flashes and these inspos, right. it's like a brain. It's just I've just made myself a powerful neuron and I just attract a lot of connections in this big brain of ours and having the best time. I feel way less disconnected from. And if there is an accident, I already visualize how dying works, how your frequency shift out of your body, basically. It's falling asleep, even you're leaving your body. It's becoming more at peace with dying in general has been a big part of this. How how to handle your family dying during these solar flares because that's going to be a big issue people being born also you're in labor and the the schumann is going off or the 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 aurora borealis is going off super crazy i get yeah, how do you how do you see that how do you see that affecting something like uh giving birth how does a a, a big wave of, of energy uh spiking the Schumann residence at a time like that is that sort of like an astrological astrological uh marker that now it has to be built into people's charts really <laughs> i think so i could be okay responsible i have some new moms and stuff that are in my groups too who have seen the data and some of them watch my videos and their children are giggling at the some of the things that i'm bringing up and talking about them just the synchronicities of them already being tuned into what we're working on and the trajectory we're going through is is really cool. And I do believe it is these just it's just the people coming in. I mean, oh, getting into astrology is a whole other thing. Very passionate people, my astrologer friends, very, very passionate. They know the hordes of human beings being born and what they're gonna behave like. 
years from now. And I can't, I don't understand that yet. They just know because of the timing of the planetary rotations and all that, they got the math and they know about the types of kids and the types of inspirations and stuff and the, these advancements in medical and in all of the structure of society and Mm -hmm. it's all being catalyzed and stuff too. And yeah, the, the charts, when it comes to being born, it is tricky because I have seen a lot of blasts during moments and I've seen blasts where the message was, this is children. Like these are babies coming out of the sun right now. So get pregnant right now. Like, and I will make posts like, Hey guys, like if you're waiting for a child to come through, Mm -hmm. I've just, I know they're on their way. Like this particular solar blast, that's just a bunch of kids. So why don't you try and see if you can conceive because they're here rolling through. And then again, I get the messages that, okay, this one's going to be killing people. This solar flare. Interesting. These people are going to be dying and not just people, but pets a lot of the time too. Okay. The pets is really helpful. I only have pets. I don't have human babies around (laughs) and the pets give me a ton of information and they often are similar, like the babies and the puppies. We're in pretty much the same camp a lot of the time. (laughs) So. Mm Is that, do you think well, many of these mass uh, die-offs with birds and, and fish and different things yes. that we've seen, uh, I haven't seen lately, it was more around two, yeah. 2012 marker, um, there was a, a ton of them, you know, we'd see birds just falling out, falling out of the sky. Is that, you think, uh, correlated to the sun then? It could have been. And that was, again, around that time where that mm-hmm. Proxima Centauri blast could have happened. So um, right. we could have just got washed that week or two with the the wave from that sun and some birds and fish, you know, were a little screwed up. And also with the grids of the earth, which I think these big granite buildings and masonry and all that, they can mm-hmm. actually pull and warp our grids with the stones that they pick or whatever. And these warped grids and everything are getting fixed. And that's also why I think even this year there was issues, a lot of issues with whales beaching themselves, especially over by New Zealand, I think it was. There were some issues over there with the grid, and it seemed like the animals were just straight up going right up on some land from the water, and it made no sense. So I I get a lot of visions about the grids being fixed also, and these buildings having to be decommissioned and so the grid can snap back to where it's supposed to be but it's we don't want any snapping it's it's constantly like we're trying to make this as gentle as possible and that's why we're light workers and i think we are the solar flash because it's going through our body and people are migrating across the land and doing conferences and events and moving this grid with their bodies instead of it slapping over naturally and causing all these i'm assuming major storms and Right. Like birds flying into mountainsides and stuff like weird stuff like that, where the magnetic field is just completely <laughs> whipping around. Right. And right. Watching the magnetic field get repaired on Earth has been this very deep. I think that is more of the feminine as well, the magnetic. And it's just this deeper, quieter experience I'm mixing into all this. And it doesn't show up on the charts. I can't show you a blast of the magnetic field right. moving. But I can show you that all of a sudden, like 50 people in our community are going to one location for a weekend and, oh, the military and there's earthquakes and all of this is happening along that same latitude. And you're just like, weird. Mm. That's so weird. <laughs> well, let's, I, there's something I wanted to mention was the, 
pole shift. So the idea of the pole shift, yeah, it's been around that, uh, and different people have different takes on it. But it's Good. clear data wise that our poles are weakening. the The magnetic field of the planet is weakening. Uh, and seems like it, I could be wrong, but I feel like from my research, there's enough data that shows that. And um, and then there's talks or there's actual data that it has the literally the magnetic poles have flipped in uh, in in the past, right? We've seen you know through Graham Hancock and and other uh, you know carbon dating stuff. We we've seen that this this it's and then when that happens, usually it's followed by great cataclysms. So, right. uh, and different people translate, you know, this data and they say it's, it's happening now. We're getting ready for that to happen now. And then, um, and then, you know, some people confuse it with the actual, literally the North becomes South, South becomes North. The whole planet flips on a wobble and there's like uh, all that. And like, if that would happen, I would just tear every living thing on the planet apart. That's just not, that's not going to be happening. Uh, yeah. But the shift itself, just in the polarity, magnetic polarity flipping, that seems to have happened in the past. Uh, what's your take on that data and, and how does that fit into this cosmic Schumann resonance solar <laughs> puzzle? Right. I've been wondering that. And I say, playfully, part of me wants to be the youthful one that wants to argue and just being like, no, that's not. That's not what happened and that's not okay. what's going on. And a part of me in me wants to do that. And I mm -hmm. don't know why yet. It's like my inner child is stubborn about that for some all reason. Right. But I, I don't have a reason to argue with anybody. That's not really me. So what I would say more in a mature sense was like, I personally feel like the poles are super important. And mm -hmm. there is, there's a crux here. There's this something here. And the fact that they're they're feeding along this line and I'm not vibing with it, but I sometimes vibe with these guys. It's confusing for me and it's it's frustrating also because I want to I want to be a part of it. I want to relate. I want to know this what's going to happen. But I would right. say that what I keep being shown is just that the magnetic poles are just going to keep migrating. Mm -hmm. And is that what you've been seeing? Because I know they're moving. I've been watching them move and they do show me in visions all the time. This one was pole related. And like some of the data I see, it's like, oh, the polar shifting is still affecting things. And they're showing me how the poles are migrating and it is migrating more into Siberia right now, correct? Like into. Yeah. The, but is the migration, is that part of the procession of the equinox or is that. Whoa, sorry. I don't know. I Big think one. it might just keep rolling. It might just keep, it just might just keep rolling. And that's just this like slow process of our planet rolling. And then I, I wonder, what's... well, what's this disaster? What's this disaster that they're capturing? And is it perhaps. Was it a pole related thing or was it something else? You know, could it be another thing? And I'm wondering if maybe they haven't quite gotten to that answer yet, but I could be just, I don't want to argue either. I just want to be, a, have fun and have a part of it. But I do feel the pole shift narrative thing is still something we got to talk about and like maybe add more pieces to, because I do believe that we're all good. I get all goods, like all good. Some of the things that we're nervous about, I just get this like overwhelming, like that's all good. And I do get that the power of our consciousness is shifting more though with that pole as it migrates into the Siberian Russian side. So we may be more interested about Russia on a planetary level, like culturally versus North America, which is kind of where when we were born, where the pole was still, it was still in North America. And I think it's 
even in our lifetime, has moved. So I wonder that. I wonder, is it normally go that fast? Is this an accelerated experience? I still have questions. So you got me on that one. Okay. No, it's... uh, I would say trust your intuition. So I like the that innocence. Uh, you said the childlike innocence of version of you is just like it's a nothing burger. Don't worry about it. I like I like I that. I hope I'm right. Yeah, I go with that. And let's open up to questions, guys. So you guys, I mean, we've covered a whole gamut of of topics. There's uh, uh, other stuff that we didn't cover as far as you do do psychic readings and and into it. Uh, how does this all this data connect in with all that? question. I think it mostly, I can know my work schedule easier when I'm going to have resistance more so because when the aurora is going off, that means our planetary magnetic field is being, it is getting thicker from the bombardment. So in those moments, it does get thicker and stronger. And that actually makes it hard for our brainwaves to pierce through maybe. And if you're a galactic channeler, it's hard to connect to the Pleiades when the space between you is like, ah, and getting electrified. So right. I've noticed that, ooh, doing that to myself, whoops, that was not a good idea. Push that energy back. Okay. But it's exhausting also. So many of these shifts cause exhaustion and go-getters and fire signs, people like that. They don't want to slow down. They don't understand why they're slowing down. They're mentally they want it, but their body is just, and mm-hmm. so that's helped a ton with my research also, just to give people peace of mind. Right. And with channeling and so on, I have amazing channeling days during these blasts as well. Like I said, I'm either working, channeling, or I'm at the grocery store getting things done physically in my body because I'm so comfortable here. And otherwise, I find I have to be more of a meditative, almost in-between state in between the veils as a person to kind of stay sensitive to my client work that I'm doing and their dead family that I'm about to meet up with. And I'm in that in-between zone already kind of schmoozing my way, empathing a connection, almost like tuning my radio to kind of connect with this family or so on. So I'm constantly in the flow of that and Often I just have to reschedule with people during these crazy blasts also because okay. I cannot I cannot connect or I just feel like I have to wait because I'm just going to fry my circuits and it's not going to be worth their money because I'm just going to be sitting there totally comatose. So <laughs> usually the clientele are also like, I'm glad you rescheduled because I feel terrible. You're like, good. Well, everyone lay down. Everyone lay down and watch a movie because we're chilling. <laughs> Awesome. During some some of these times, it's almost like uh, we use the moon. People use the full moon and as that as, and watch the moon cycles as sort of this uh, to get a a pressure or or a gauge on the pressure of humanity and all that totally. stuff. And now it's just like taking that to the ne- next level. We're we're going beyond the moon now. <laughs> we're going to the sun. We're going to galactic energies. We're going to look uh, in a sense astrology, but it feels like this is just a a supporter of the astrology and uh, just an, another angle that people are just starting to dive into and look at. And we, and we have the tools. We have the Schumann resonance um, indicators. We have this, the solar observatories. We have um, we have technology now that can help us do this work. So Sophia has a, her hand up. Let's let's get to her. Okay. 
Let's see what she. Um, I was just wondering, well, either if if you do this kind of work or who you recommend or that does for the like the global coherence sort of work. So when you want to like work with a group of people, the uh, the yeah, like I know Heart Math does some stuff. I'm yeah, a practitioner with them and that. So I'm a fan of theirs. But is there anyone? I just know I've had some pretty profound experiences like tapping into Uluru and like the, the winter yeah. solstice 2020 because there were so many people doing that. But who do you, who do you think are good leaders in that space for, for global coherence work? Ooh, good question. I would say, I would say that I'm certainly posturing myself in that area as well for the guardian training I do every month to kind of do that global coherence work once a month steadily. And then I would recommend a few of my friends that I'm also in their their classes. But Ruben just had on my last good friend that I'd recommend, Z or Star Healer. She does containers like Zoom calls like this as well. And she will channel information as well and sing and do these major lectures about very intense topics of clearing and coherence like we talk about and she does a great job we i just did hers the other weekend for the pleiadian gateway that was opening because she was more in tune with that particular celestial alignment and it's nice to kind of mix it up because a lot of us have a variety of dna and celestial dna and so some people are more tuned into the pleiadian portals some tuned in more to the sagittarian portals or you know, toroidal or for myself, Syrian, all, it comes up a lot. I work with the Syrian, Pleiades, also a big one, but Venus, also major big one. So I'm also working with these people who open up and feel guided to lead during these particular portals. So I'd recommend her. You can find her at, you can find her information on the last interview, actually, which will be on the website on the members website, which you're obviously on. So that's cool. I'm sure you'll find her there. Yeah. And she's her links are also in, in the, um, in the previous, uh, uh right. interview we did with her a couple weeks ago. So just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, she was, she's awesome. And she's now in, she's also in South America right now. She's at like the sacral chakra oh. of the planet right now with her newborn child and like doing some oh, grid work down cool. there, texting me and, we're all texting each other. So <laughs> wherever you're grid working and leading about, I want to know too, because the more info, the better. So yeah, that's my recommendation. Awesome. Thanks, Thank Fia. You. All right. When you work, Alexis, with clients, what kind of questions they ask and why, why would someone seek Alexis of Ascension Diaries out uh, for... Um, consult consulting or uh, right. or readings i would say i attract a lot of people who see my work in my youtube videos and do my in more interviews and they see me they're also a practitioner or almost about to be they also have some type of ability but they haven't quite pulled the trigger or actualized this big next thing that they want to do and i find that they sense my energy as kind of being a cheerleader energy as well and as mm -hmm. a psychic medium i get a ton of information through doing oracle card readings and card readings as well so give me whatever questions whatever is stumping you no matter how powerful being you are there's always those moments where you're like i'd like a second opinion about this and that's what people come to me for i get a second opinion through my cards 
I just start channeling information that, and you don't have to tell me anything. I will just start and give you this info and you'll likely be very grateful that I was bouncing off and validating some stuff. You don't have to tell me what I've helped you with either. But another thing too is now the ancestors around you Mm -hmm. that are guiding you, either earth plane or galactic as well. There's there's the tears, there's beings all over the place. We've got a lot of travelers and family members from all different places sometimes can come through. But that's another thing people see me for is they sense a relative a lot of the time or recently has passed away. They sense or the galactics and they're not sure exactly what the message is yet. They aren't exactly sure why they're being contacted or what in is entirely the message or they feel very uncomfortable where they're living or they feel very like there's this download or this energy bubble that's trying to be translated and they need some help and that's kind of what i work with i find to be able to just absorb someone get a lot of their current concerns do readings about their questions and then mostly once i start getting comfortable with someone in the half hour hour of a person i start getting more messages visually in my third eye about their family and their paternal or maternal side passed on pets and other guides and loved ones that want to come through. And it's just accelerating. And the more people I get to engage with, the better my abilities become. Hmm. I usually try and give people 24 hours when they book with me so I can actually also sleep on it before I see them. Because once you've consented by purchasing a session with me, Mm-hmm. Immediately, I've noticed it's just my soul just gets to work on this person and getting all this information that I can to be of support to them and just sending them on their way on their mission with this boost and this this extra love and, and energy and support and reflection. Uh, psychic mediumship is super fun, though, because not everyone can do it yet, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's coming. Yeah. And just to be a little bit ahead with one little skill with our human genome waking up is really fun. And was I was being prepped for that right at the beginning of my spiritual awakening as I was maturing into a woman, like grade 10, grade 11 was when I was starting to like, whoo, starting to learn all about this. So I've mm-hmm. been practicing a long time, but recent I had a car accident and oh, it got my upper nose like completely broken. And mm. it was, whoa, it's just like a whole new like the nose i built back then with all the like knowledge and gnosis it got basically just broken apart and so i'm building back more with my current knowledge my current gnosis and i feel like it's tuned my antenna to get better visions and it was a helpful little boost a lot of people have near-death experiences who are psychic mediums also because it helps you contact beyond the veil a little better you become more acquainted with the veil and Ooh, because it's right here. Like you're very close to death all the time. It's amazing how fragile we are. Yeah. So that is a sobering experience that never goes away. And you just share. It's like the door is open. A door is always open. Not always, but in my sessions, I can open the door and see all these extra things. But I'm really grateful that I've been able to manage the energy. And I don't get lead throughs that are uncomfortable with people. I've worked my way up to this very slowly and I think it's helped me fortify a good way to run that energy through my body and channel it like a Reiki master also does you absorb and run it through your own body Mm -hmm. but doing it over quantumly over a video call 
it it's just as effective. It works great. I've had no barriers with video calls. It's been such a gift, I think, to people in this community too, because you don't have to hike up a mountain and see the person squatted in a hole who is the psychic person. That's what they do. It's like, oh, you just go online and write psychic lady and there's a <laughs> billion people now and they all are fantastic, all different languages, like whatever you need, age groups, just go with who you resonate with. You likely have codes to share with them as well to make their business and their healing practice even better just by giving them your perspective of life and the things you've gone through in a session. It's a gift both ways, but it can make a huge lasting impact to get one session with a psychic if you've never done it. I, I it, used to it go. It activates people. Yeah, I used to. My, I was so, in my earlier years, I was so fascinated uh, by the psychic phenomenon that I would, um, I would go and pay money to different psychics, not to get a reading, but just to sit with them and ask them like when their abilities got um, activated and what were the mechanisms that created that, uh, that, that sort of a turning on of those, um, uh, those abilities. Yeah. Um, Good so questions. Yeah. So, and it was great because I started to understand the mechanics of it. The more yes. I, the more I um, interviewed people and, um, you know, find out, found out what they're, uh, you know, most people are born with it. Um, mo mo I think most of the working psychics had uh, from birth were aware of their um, abilities and, and sort of cultivated that. And, uh, but I definitely found that it can also be uh, something that can be learned and, uh, trained and, uh, and that's been sort of my, my journey is how do I, how do I get nice. as powerful as those psychics out there? Yes. Still a long ways off, uh, but definitely surrounding yourself with psychics. You sort of get some of that. Um, uh, what is it? Uh, it rubs off on you. It's, uh, by it just does. being, being in the, in the zone and the frequency and, uh, the curiosity, um, it, it, for sure. Uh, you you also mentioned, uh, especially lately, uh, you're a big fan of sun gazing. Mm -hmm. um, can you share that your experiences in and maybe some safe ways to do that with with our audience? Oh, safety! <laughs> well, what about know, her? We just, know her some days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, you don't want to go fry your eyes out in the sun like in the middle of the day. Maybe you do. Maybe just okay. a little. No, I'm All just right. kidding. But I'm pretty sure you are, you can be recommended to do morning, morning, noon, and evening sun is like different. They have different aspects. So to get that mm -hmm. all up around in your eyeball a little bit, just looking up and then getting all around and looking all around your head. So every angle of entry into your eyeball onto your retina can get like access to the sun. That's amazing. But I get. Okay. It's good to do at all times, all three times a day, those three times. And whoo, yeah, the best type of sun, I think the one I'm getting the most dosages of lately is the afternoon to evening sunset sort of energy. And especially yeah. if you can get it to where you're bouncing it off of some sort of body of water into your mm -hmm. eyeballs. Okay. Prime, prime. So all those people near body of water, those lucky few, or if you have a pool, mm -hmm. you can even make a pool in your backyard. Yeah, and yeah. angle it and have the light come off of this kiddie pool mm -hmm. and hit your eyes and you get a lot more i would say you can get a lot more from that direct contact 
than mm-hmm. if staring at the sun is obviously harder. But um, I love sun gazing. It's necessary for a reality check. It's a major reality check because we really have somehow been able to deny the sun in our own lives and as a source of light, as a source of information to kind of put you in your place every day. Some people don't even look at it uh, mm-hmm. on a daily basis at all. They right. don't engage. They see it indirectly, but they're never, well, take it just a second just to engage. What's the word? More so address, address the sun. Okay. Address it as a being, as a person and do the same with the earth. Just address them every day and you'll be way happier. You'll feel way more at peace as a person, (laughs) feel loved like true parents. They've, They've watched thousands of generations of people being born on this planet. They have some experience with parenting. So if you need any advice, ask the sun and the earth uh, your parents are not the end-all be-all. They are not the gods of your life. These are your parents more mm-hmm. so. And they are the gods in, more so in our lives. Sure. They, they're really kind. I get a lot of benevolent, loving, patient advice from the sun and from the earth. It's so much different than what I was raised in. You know, it's so much more accepting. Yeah. And I'm glad for that. Excellent. Uh, Lucas, you have your hand up. Hi, Lucas. Hi there. <laughs> now I'm curious what you were raised in. That wasn't my question, but that's what you you were talking about. How, how were you raised? Well, I was raised in a very cold climate, so it was hard to go outside anyways. And a lot of just watching the TV for information and a lot of efficiency, needing to get things done. Your feelings don't really matter. We are more about results. And... To have more of the sun or this earth just be like, you're doing great. And look at all the progress you've really done. And there's look at all the progress that has been done. You're just a little part of it. And take it easy. (laughs) Just be in our presence more if you're feeling unloved because we're just emanating. There's just this emanation. And somehow we're able to separate ourselves. It's this beautiful, weird thing we've learned. But once I just get a hold of myself and a grip, I feel much better than when I was a kid, for sure. So your spiritual gifts weren't encouraged from a young age so much. I wouldn't say so. Came into that later. With the Schumann resonance, I'm curious if there's like any general guidelines on how to read that or what, how you read it. And especially with like the blackouts. Yeah. um, What do you think's going on with that? Or do you know more it seemed to me like the scale must not accommodate it but i didn't even understand that it, the zero is at the top so it it can't be what i thought it was <laughs> okay <laughs> and there's two so there's two graphs that go in together the first okay. one i showed you shows the behavior of zero to 40 hertz the amplitude behavior over time so it's like zero 40 time And then there is a secondary chart which shows the amplitudes of the first four Schumann resonances. So in that whole scale, you can see them in the backdrop. There's those more horizontal lines that never die. Those are the the earth frequencies. And that second chart that I didn't show you will measure how strong that they get during times. And that's the juiciest data when the primary earth frequency amplifies to a way more than normal level. 
people are just thinking more. They're just experiencing life more vividly, it feels like. And if that helps you read it more. But I also have a class and like I do free videos on my channel to just walk people through that process if you want to watch that. Yeah. Or just message me if you have any more questions and I can like specify more for you because I want you to know how. Uh, it's it's not tough. Do you feel like the Schumann resonance is a reflection of more of an influence or a reflection or a mirror? How do you see yeah. it? It's a it's a reflection, I would say, a lot of it. It's a reflection of what the sun is hitting us with and also what I think is happening here on the planet, what they're doing scientifically with the like arrays of antenna of harp and CERN and all these big electromagnetic projects the Earth earthlings are up to. So it is a good reflection. It's like a playground of the earthlings and the sun's engagements but also the moon influences it and the other stars and stuff they it's a soup the earth is a receptive place for the soup it seems like we're just watching the summary of the soup of the day with those human resonances and i see a lot of weird stuff i see a lot of really technologically heavy looking readings and i just feel for the people of russia even some days where i'm just like what the hell is happening to you guys what is this and i do get concerned my maternal instincts trigger and i'm just like what why and then like you said the blackouts of data i watch some data start getting crazy and then it just stops registering and they just go hour after hour after hour not registering a single thing and then they allow it to start registering and a whole piece is missing. And the one I showed you today is a new technique. I don't know what exactly they were trying to not register or register there. It was a true anomaly. Even me, after all these years, I was like, ooh, this one's weird. Like, just going to have to see what the feedback is from the people. What do they think happened? I've never seen them quite quiet the data in this weird way. It's almost like they can quiet it, but not turn it off now. And make it louder yeah. again it seemed like it was a quieting if i had to summarize what i saw in that one it was a quieting instead of completely deleting data so it gave us a little but it didn't seem accurate at all so it's what's the point what's the point of giving inaccurate data at all it's just the question i keep asking but i i guess it's just a psychological operation <laughs> a lot that of that going to... on <laughs> yeah psychological <laughs> operations imagine that <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm glad Thank I you. went into psychology. I think that was maybe on purpose <laughs> before all this. More so just learning how to lead people, lead people away from wanting to be curious. It's amazing how the censoring can lead people away from wanting to be curious to learn about a topic. It is very effective, unfortunately, but not all the way. And that's why we're doing this, I guess. All hands. Like yeah. all, all uh, humanity's evolution and hope lie in the hands of Elon Musk and Twitter. No, oh. just kidding. It's a whole other uh, right? thing. We don't, we don't have to go down that. But, but anyways, <laughs> sorry, Lucas, go ahead. <laughs> no, that, that was really it. Thank you. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Sweet. I've noticed, I've said certain things and I've noticed... Uh, with your acknowledgement of the um, 
the Q drops and these kinds of things. So you're, you're, you stay pretty up on all the latest, greatest conspiracy uh, conversations. I've had to, I feel like it's yeah. more so because I've befriended a lot of people in this process and their mission more has been about keeping up more on that stream mm -hmm. of data, but they're pushing it into my stream all the time and then asking me for cross-reference a lot. So right, it's right, like right. I've, I formed a team and everybody's got their jersey on and they're all doing like a different position and keeping that data, some, an idea of it so we can keep our heads straight. So that lying doesn't really matter. The lying and the mainstream of them trying to retell this story after months and months after it's happened in the community, mm -hmm. then watching mainstream try to retell a story, you're just like, okay, this is clearly... There's clearly two camps here. Like, <laughs> right. I get it. It's also a psychological operation to make you question and break free and become a sovereign being, I think, which is a lot, what a lot of us have now done. Mm -hmm. Call us entrepreneurs in general. Well, well, well one of the things I, I liked in, over the years following your stuff is that you definitely keep this positive spin. A lot of the uh, um, conspiracy followers right or or ex exposers of of this stuff tend right. to go down a very negative path doom and gloom we mentioned our other guy the uh, earlier that you know the 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 12,000 you know year old cycle 13,000 year old cycle is going to yeah. you know wipe out humanity again and do all this stuff then you have the other just like in say in the political arenas or um you know uh, the inter interwebs of conspiracy and you know, secret space programs and these kinds of things can get very dark very quickly yes. where you've sort of have always kept a positive light feel to it. Your presentations are always uplifting and, and that's, that's been my uh, approach as well. You know, I tend to go down some dark paths and probably my audience is like, where's Roman taking us now? But, uh, <laughs> but I always try to keep it uh, light at the end and we're, we are heading into a positive you know we have to get through some of the negative stuff to get to the positive but that's all just a temporary process as opposed to we're all in doom and gloom and this is the end of the the world and get ready nope. get your food storages <laughs> here we go <laughs> yes and i was like good thing i am charismatic so maybe someone will share food with me later that was all i had on there you go. There you go. Someday. I'll gladly give you some of my storages yes. for peace of mind if you or ship them out tomorrow. <laughs> I've <laughs> got you. chickens. That's so very I'm sweet. Oh, there you go. Uh, you can't have my chickens, but That's you can okay. have my yeah, food storages. Sophia has another question. You want to hop in? Sure. Sophia. Hi, Sophia. Oh, no, I, I just. Um... I just wondered whether or not do you work with particular like grid maps? You mm -hmm. know, like. Beth Hagen's grid and all the different grid maps and um, lay grids and all that kind of stuff. Do you tend to work with them very much and which ones do you, again, rate? Uh, this is funny because I will not work with a specific one, but when I have to look one up, there's one, I'll just look it up, look up the earth grids or whatever, and just kind of scroll through until I find one where I'm like, yes, this is the picture I'm seeing in my own mind. And a lot of the grids, I think the one you mentioned is one I've worked with a few times where you can see, uh, for example, there's a- Is that the Christ Consciousness grid, the Beth Hagen? Uh, Beth Hagen, I first came across it with um, like Dea Dober, who's like a 
musician or whatever in Australia and she goes and sings at all these grid points and uses Ooh. the Beth Hackett's grid. So that's that's where that's I first great. came. Yeah. I'm probably um, working with that grid. That sounds like my people. <laughs> that's awesome. I uh, I look at that and also looking into astrocartography. So your like personal grid has also been really fun. That one's an addition that I would add. But also Edgar Casey's maps and the channeled maps of the flooding and stuff. I was guided to look at a lot. That one was coming through a ton. So I don't know. I think we may be jumping over a flood timeline recently or some sort of disastrous flood timeline that has been the last year or two. I was getting that a ton. It's starting to dissipate, though. Now I'm hearing a lot about cold. I'm hearing a lot about coldness and the coldness being a lie and that it's also there's the weather manipulation sort of with the grids that can be done and looking more into that, the poles north and south in general and the drama there. So I'm glad you brought up that map. That's good. There's a few grid point maps that I look at, but I've never memorized the name of one. So I should definitely do that. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because this keeps coming up in, in my research of late and right. the Casey maps, the, the idea of Lemuria, Atlantis sinking, the flood cataclysms and, and we have different prophecies with Hopi and, and, and the yes. Maya and others that sort of talk about the ascension and talk about the, the returning of these cataclysms. But I've always, I'm, I'm just looking at these different maps right now and finding um, oh, nice. So my, I'm curious, um, do you think instead of another flood type event, the prophecy talks about, uh, I think even biblical, it talks about fire, right? Fire and brimstone. Initially, we, the ancient lands of Lemuria and uh, Atlantis got taken out because of the, was it the ice caps melting or, you know, didn't we have, um, right. Uh, big shifts quickly that created the um, this sloshing effect, right, with the water uh, coming in at, at at an extremely fast pace. What if it, that was reversed? So we actually see colder temperatures, which create the ice caps freezing more, and then land masses actually rising, or the appearance that they're rising where the water is residing. Um, that that's been sort of going through my head of late. It's maybe we actually, you know, these the the uh, temples and the the pyramids and our ancient history is revealed to us because I mean, even in um, Antarctica, there's now we can see right. uh, Google Maps of of uh, pyramids that because of the melting, right? But what if this happens the reverse and and we see uh, bits of Lemuria and and Atlantis get revealed i feel you and those maps the casey maps there is like mm -hmm. this land mass is just like awesome. uh rising out of the ocean again you're just like mm -hmm. oh, how does that even all work and i've been asking similar questions and i was also shown that the water table underneath like the mm -hmm. top water table the one underneath as well like we've got cracks and like stuff sinking down and water is like escaping into the honeycomb more and water mm -hmm. can you know that process and how all that water is also moving around as a part of it. And I'm like, oh, this mm. is complicated. Yeah. The, the dams, you know, how they dammed up all of America, basically. So the fish can't travel and there's no 
abundance anymore. All of the dams have to come down. I was shown we're going to be working towards that. But the the freezing and the receding of water is a fascinating concept, too, because it's Mm -hmm. certainly I've seen evidence that that's definitely happened. Like I've seen the icebergs. I've flown over Greenland. I've seen the ice. Greenland could be totally exposed. And that is like Lumeria or that is Atlantis is Greenland or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's just an ice field right now. And where is that water going to transfer? And is it going to move? I think it is. And I genuinely feel like there's equipment at the poles right now, both the north and the south, that can move the grids around and does have this incredible, you know, builder race sort of quality technology Mm -hmm. that I was getting visions of last couple of years and they were showing me the santa claus movie you know that one and then now this this santa claus like tim allen kids movie and they have oh, yeah. the north pole scene with all this gadgets and they can control it they can hide their base like they had all of this stuff in the movie and i was like i don't remember this and now there's a tv series coming out where i assume they're just going to flesh out that technology and so on and talk more about it so the poles and the icy realms are very important i think right. for the disclosure huge and they're making it more so and even for the children and like the idiots in a way myself included who need that sort of had that sort of upbringing of like poppy cute disclosure and now it's all piling up on me and oh there's they're hiding stuff at the poles and there's technology for this and i wonder the even just the portals there and how these portals are being used and that's changing and the like like uh like star star portals you mean yeah like Mm -hmm. the the portal effect of the poles and all that energy gathering in the tourists there and how Mm -hmm. what effect is that people don't even agree on what the planet's shape is they don't agree on where that energy is or where it's going the rotations the mass like we're having a major issue (laughs) big time like even understanding what our reality is and then to just know that the map can completely change on a whim even just due to like that recent documentary that graham graham was doing but they were saying it was an uh, an asteroid that came in or that heated it up and caused all this shift in this flooding right that that toroid meteor belt is around us all the time and stuff could fly in all the time and cause a similar melting or an issue right but now we're hitting asteroids with NASA and redirecting them. And yes. the story is getting complicated. They're like, ooh, but it, this could happen. But ooh, we've got technology. And ooh, this could happen. And ooh, we've got the technology. <laughs> right, right, right. Why? Why do we have all the technology now and not then? And is that a spiritual path? Like, do you just accept the meteorite, even though you know you're so spiritually advanced and technologically advanced? Do you just accept it and let the planet flood? And did that happen? And are we worried about a disaster when it was a welcomed and understood event and it was just a part of the migration of people from above ground to below ground or vice versa? I have these questions. Sometimes I feel like disaster is just silly because there's got to be some sort of premonition. There's got to be some sort of instinct. Right. Well, definitely in the Hopi and the um, right. uh, the exactly. other the other. Uh, well, the I guess the Lemurian, there were definitely pockets of Lemurian civilizations that knew what was coming. They prepared, they went underground. There was uh, this story of Telos and the Telosians and how they um, 
right? sort of escaped it, but it wasn't like it was overnight. It was like, oh, we're, we know what's coming. We're planning for this. Enough people on the planet were getting the uh, download, so to say. And we're talking at mass, right? Mass people, mass numbers of people going underground. So it wasn't like, oh, there's all of a sudden there's a meteor. We better run in, in, into the tunnels. <laughs> yeah. We're talking, you know, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people going into the ground uh, or others seeking um, higher ground uh, and going into the caves in the higher ground. And, and, and these, these are in the, in the stories, in the Hopi stories, in the Mayan stories. So uh, in other uh, tribes uh, that are connected to those tribes, you know, they all connect. But um, so uh since we don't have that sort of at mass at mass right now, we know something's changing, something's shifting. There's a big shift, but we, uh, I haven't gotten the guidance to go into the tunnels just yet. So I think. <laughs> right. But I I'm okay. watching the ants when the ants were really talking to me this year. I was yeah. like, do you want me to follow you? Like what is happening? Right, right. I was seeing visions of a lot this summer of the floods. And I was just like, what is this? But it's metaphorical too. Like mm-hmm. you see metaphorical floods. And it's like energy instead. And you're like, oh, it's not water, but we just got flooded with this new energy or an awareness or a problem on earth. And ooh, then the metaphor makes sense. Right. It's maddening. So I let the ants crawl all over me and I didn't even have to follow them into an underground cave today or this year. Very, very nice. They were stubborn about it. I was always asking them, like, are we going? Are we staying? Like, what do you want? And they just wanted to be where I was and seem like I was safe enough where I'd probably be watching them all leaving in hordes like somewhere like the Hopi and just follow them like, oh, I remember this. <laughs> I remember my Hopi lifetime. I remember this. Yep. So final question that we're running out of time here. Um, okay. You, so you mentioned ants, animals. Yeah. You we hear the birds in the background. We see <laughs> we, we see the uh the guest spots that that the animals have on your show uh and stuff um tell us about your connection to animals and and how do you use that in your work yeah of course i for sure feel very much a sanctuary and wanting to make sanctuary for animals and people that's what i feel my soul can do very well and we've adopted we when in 2020 started basically 2019 was when we got our first animal I had visions that, you know, a lot of with hybrid kids, it's like, oh, you see your kid in a field and all of a sudden there's an alien hybrid child there and you're, you know, do you adopt it? What do you do? This is a a test and something I was shown many times, but we found this puppy in a box, like just someone giving away these entities that are, you know, these Staffordshire Terriers also have a ton of human DNA in them and there's chimera energy going on, even with a lot of these pets and animals with from Atlantean times and karma with that too, I've mm. learned. So there's people breeding animals and they're hybridizing them. There's, you know, my own family had a background in breeding with the kennel club of American kennel club and all this and all these different mm. breeds of dogs. And there's a mentality and a control structure with breeding and selling animals and then moving that into humans, it's not that hard to see how that could have happened. And there's some energy there, I think, in my own bloodline, I'm clearing about using animals for a way to make money and breeding mm-hmm. life to sell it. You know, it's kind mm-hmm. of like 
there's a little bit of icky energy there. So I think mm-hmm. this life mm-hmm. I'm I've just welcomed in and adopted animals at like the random times spiritually that they came in. Dog, cat, birds, uh, another dog, more birds. And this is that we've been doing, we kind of stopped there. And this little crowd of very conscious beings, we just live our life together. I don't have human children, but I've got them. And they've taught me a lot. And my connection with animals seem to have spread now. They love to be in my videos and people send me funny animal videos to connect with me directly Mm. a lot of time. Like they don't want to connect with me with anything else that I do online. But I have friends and people who follow me endearingly who are only there for my animal posts and like the funny memes that I share and on the occasion. And they'll send me and sometimes an animal related video or meme or whatever will go viral. And I swear, you know, Alexis is going to get sent that like 11 times because (laughs) that's just what people connect with me on is the animals. And so I love it. I'm like, haha, saw this one actually before you did because my feed is full of animals. (laughs) I'm on the internet all the time. So, you know, I, I'm not only with the animals on the internet meme ride, I'm on with the animals and People wanting animal energy in their life. Animal therapy is a big deal. I was going to go into animal therapy or art Mm. therapy. And now I have all these beasts that I've raised and they're getting to the maturity level. They love people and they want to engage and they want to talk to you. Like they want to know you. They're very awake. Mm. And I can't wait to just have my tour bus and just take all of these, my children uh, (laughs) around and go to these grid points and go to our events and go to Big Bear and go visit my friends and whatever and take them out and have people engage because a lot of people have never even had a bird land on them before or give them affection, never even fathom the idea. You see a bird, you barely see a bird. In nature, it's bird by. It's bird is gone. And that's kind of the fun thing. And people see huge eagles and they'll see bluebirds and hummingbirds and message me because they feel my resonance in their life when they see animals and i'm lucky like who gets that privilege it's just such a convenient accidental amazing miracle that i'm somehow people think about me when they see a bird like <laughs> it's it's unfathomable sometimes but other people have that with other totems like a bear or so on i'm sure when i say bear you can think of a person in your life that makes you think of about a bear yep. and i think there is just those archetypal people or you think about a dog or a cat you know a cat person, you know a dog person, and I've got a mix of all of them at my house. We're all at peace together, so I hang out with them all. We get big cats, bears, other animals, and then come in spiritually. Dragons, you know, you can't have a unicorn or a dragon right now, but I get that energy channeled through the animals to me sometimes because they're very close. They're like a little step closer to a dragon or a, mm-hmm. a unicorn and they embody it. Like I have a dog, very much a dragon. I have a dog, very much a horse. I have a bird that's very much a chihuahua. I have, and they mm-hmm. have all these different mixed energies as well. So it's been fascinating, but it's great as a, a thermostat also for the space weather and people with kids because we're all here for the youth. You know, I'm a young woman. I wanted, I wanted to go into education. I was going to become a primary education teacher, but I just couldn't stifle all this into pretending to be someone's teacher. I had to just expand. And now people with kids watch my videos, so it's no big deal. And we talk about animals and 
it's good to know, oh, you guys are feeling nauseous. Why? Why are the nausea? Why are the sensitive creatures feeling nausea? And I look for the electromagnetic disturbances that could be causing it. And I find them. I find them all the time. It's easy. I know when it starts. I know it's over. And I have my own little, like I said, my own little fam keeping me grounded here in this density. And I can't go anywhere without them. I can't do any of this grid work without them in my mind because I have to take care of them now. And it's hard to even move when you're a sanctuary for animals. Like right. Sedona, <laughs> nobody's renting houses to people if you have a pet. Cats especially. Like whatever entity, hybrid entity that doesn't like cats, maybe they're a little more of the cold-blooded type. They do not like cats. And they also mm. like to have property and do management and do finances, these types of beings. So it's like, mm. you want a house, but they don't like cats. Right, like, right, right. But you own all the houses because you're really good at that. And all the cat people are like, well, we do all this other stuff. Like, <laughs> but we need a place to live. And we're merging, merging all these hybrid entities and Atlantean experiments and stuff. And it's all coming through the animals. Yep. And then people are telling you we're not going to have pets anymore. Like we're moving to that point where we see them too much as equals and we want to advocate for their freedom, put them back in their tribes and in their colonies and leave them alone to advance. And I don't know. I think domesticated animals are that, it's, that, that they're bond. They're a whole different be, race. Yeah, that's a yeah. whole other race. I don't think we're going to be able to break that bond. No, they're um, inherited the earth. I those guys <laughs> exactly. like I'm just doing everything for them. It feels like uh totally my cats totally rule me and they there tell you me go. When they're hungry You're the cat man. Well, I'm just I just exactly. obey. You know, they tell me when they're when they need to go out and when they need food and I'm like, Yes, yes, right, yes, yeah, yes, right away, yes. right away. <laughs> and they won't let up. And nope. We get in trouble for getting mad at them. It's yeah, we live to serve them. You're right. I've graduated like you to being Mm -hmm. the servant to others here on this earth. I'm just a guardian angel now. That's what we're all doing (laughs) or servicing our our animals. Um, so well, I I guess uh, you know, time wise, we're kind of out of time here, but you. I mean, definitely I'll uh, p- post your, I, I love your link tree. It's just a huge wealth Stop. of information. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know link trees had this many, um, <laughs> you could, you could do. This it's a big thing. tree. Okay. It's a big tree. I'm and, a big tree. Uh, I'm just trying to prepare for this interview. you just tapping just a few of these. Uh, there's yeah. so much, so much information, so much wealth of um research and different links and things to follow so we'll put we'll make sure that link's there and um uh yeah thank you for doing your research thank you for being you and sharing your light with uh, thank everyone you. everyone who wants to experience it and and making yourself available uh so your website your link tree that i'll be linked down uh any final words were of inspiration and, and guidance for for our crew here Oh, I was going to make a joke. Darn it. Sure. Joke's fine. I was <laughs> I was just going to say, please, for the love of all that is holy, go out there and do the thing that you know you should probably be doing because no one's doing it right. And you, you keep being like, oh, they're not doing it right. Oh, they're not doing it right. Oh, I, it really should be done this way. Please 
do it, do it. Send it to me. Be like, oh, look, Alexis, I did it. And if you need that extra inspiration, just do it, please. Please enrich our world. Like my link tree is full of my wealth as particular. Mm -hmm. Show your wealth, share your wealth with us. Figure out ways where you can get a library of your own resources and wealth out there for people because there is seekers out there. There's children out there. There's youth with hungry minds and they're constantly, they're just flying through the ethers. They're flying through the internet. There's just do it and someone will resonate and you could change lives. You could just influence one person with your knowledge and they could go off and be the most famous person and use exactly that info you gave them that they had the momentum and the right positioning and whatever. So just keep going. Don't let all those weird negative voices get you down. There's ways to lift your vibration. After I do broadcast, sometimes I get slammed like right after because my vibration will go down and I'll hate myself for like a minute. And then I'm like, why? Like, this is horrible. Like, why would I mm -hmm. ever feel this way? Like the guilt and the shame of why would you put yourself out there? Why would you bother doing any of this work? You're weird or whatever. And it's just like, no, can't let that happen. You're just a tree. Just grow and feed your vibration with song goals and solfeggio frequencies and mantras and, you know, benevolent gods and goddesses as examples and lift your vibe and be your reflection and helped me so much and go to conferences in the physical, please, and physically be in the aura of angelic people like you, because sometimes you've been in the war too long and you just need to be with another angel to remember, oh, I'm an angel and wow. This feels amazing and I got to do this again and I got to share right. this info with my friend and you're in a whole new timeline. You've just popped timelines into a whole new vibration. You've changed your radio. So that's my huge like whenever I go on to shows being like, I love shows and I love this and let's keep meeting up in person and being Absolutely. together. Well, so thanks, for, thanks for sharing your weird is uh, welcome here anytime. Thank we, you. We, we definitely uh, like to cultivate. Any uh, weird, I guess. You're our, our type Thanks. of weird. We're we're all in the same weird category. Uh, yep. Animal loving, ascension watching, experiencing folks. So, bye bye. Thanks for tuning in. I uh, hope you like this interview. We actually do this every week on my membership portal page. You can access it through interviewwithed.org or uh, click on the link uh, somewhere in here. I'll put a link. And uh, come over and join us. You too can ask questions. Every week we have new special guests and you get to ask questions directly to the channelers and to the beans that they channel. So see you in the portal.